Welcome to Critical Blues Reviews. I'm your host, Critical, and uh, I want to start off by saying, what's the word, everyone? And this is my 25th episode. I am so excited. I never thought I would make it this far. I never thought I would enjoy doing this so much and keep on doing it. So, um, and also I have to say this too, man, happy holidays to everyone. I hope everyone enjoyed themselves, uh, got up with family, got up with friends, you know what I mean? Uh, did something that you enjoyed and liked, you know what I mean? Got some, uh, some hobbies done. I don't know, you know, so, uh, I want to say, um, happy holidays to everyone. And, uh, the reason why I'm dropping this so soon is because I missed the Christmas week you know, when I, yeah, did I, I can't remember, yeah, no, I didn't, no, I didn't miss it, but anyway, I, no, yeah, the week before, I did miss that, yeah, so, anyway, I missed that, so, I want to go ahead and, uh, say, make me last by giving listener support to the podcast, especially since it's the 25th episode, come on, show some love, I made it 25 episodes, you know, I didn't even think I was gonna make it this far, I'm I'm gonna go for 50, and I'm, I'm gonna do a little shout out to myself for 50, but um, but nah. Before we uh, you know, get too get too far sidetracked, I want to go ahead and let you know what we will be reviewing today. Today, we will be reviewing. And so Aquaman was actually directed by James Wan. You're probably familiar with his work. He did The Conjuring, Insidious, Saw, and Furious 7. And just to give you a log line of Aquaman, uh, it's a thrill-seeking prince. It's a eighth thrill-seeking prince is asked to leave his home and come to an unfamiliar underwater city to stop an attack to his home world and lead his new people. But he despises his new underworld home. So uh, the cast is author, played by Jason Momoa. And it's funny because uh, when, I, we were leaving the, when I was leaving the movie theater, I uh, overheard an older couple talking and, you know, older woman was like, uh, oh, he, 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 he can get it. He can get it. If I was 80 years younger, I'm like, God, dog lady, how old are you? <laughs> you gonna give it to him you 80 years younger you know but anyway uh all right so you got jason momoa you played by uh he played on game of thrones justice league and stargate atlantis which is ironic you know because in this movie he's in atlantis anyway so uh you also have mira played by amber heard she was on machete kills pineapple express and the rum diary you have volco played by willem dafoe he was in spider-man and the grand budapest hotel you have Manta or Black Manta, played by Yahya Abdul Mateen II. Uh, you've known him in Hands Made's Tales. He was in The Get Down. He played Cadillac. Yo, I, I love that TV show. That was one of my favorite TV shows, was The Get Down. And he did his thing on, on The Get Down. And I'm so mad that they canceled that show. Cadillac was getting down. Yo, he was a good villain. I kind of wanted to see where that show was going, but they wouldn't let us see it. But it's, it's unfortunate. But he's on, also he, also he played on Baywatch. But you will get a chance to see him on Us with uh, the Peel, the new Peel horror movie that's out. He's going to be on that. And also he's going to be in the Watchmen TV show. And 
they won't say what his name is or what character he's playing. So I'm kind of interested interested to see what what character he's playing. I think it's going to be Rorschach. That's just my opinion, but we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Um, also, you have Jesse played by Michael Beach. Um, he was in Sons of Anarchy. Also, he was in Cadence. Uh, you probably seen that movie. That's the sound of the man. Get back. Working on the chain. Yeah, that that movie. So he was in that. He was in uh, Soul Food and also Animal Kingdom TV show. Uh, also, you have uh, Nearest. I'm sorry. You have uh, Nearest play King Nearest, played by Dolph Lundgren. I know you remember him from Rocky IV, Universal Soldier, and Creed II that just came out. Still haven't seen that yet. Um, you also have uh, Atlanta, played by Nicole Kidman. She was in The Others, uh, one of my favorite horror movies from back in the day. I used to take all the women's to go see the others and get them afraid but nah um <laughs> shout out to the people who saw the others with me because i because someone person asked me uh did you uh am i the only one i want to go see the others with and i said mm, yeah no no i said no and then she was like got mad at me and i was like no nah, girl i'm just joking but i was lying so shout out to you yeah hopefully you don't remember but anyway uh <laughs> Batman Forever and The Hours. That's the other movies that Nicole Kidman played on. And just to give you a history of Aquaman, because a lot of people don't really know the history of Aquaman. And I didn't either. Like, I saw Aquaman a lot. You know what I mean? I, of course, I had Batman, Superman comics. I didn't have any Wonder Woman comics. Um, But I didn't have Aquaman. I had an Aquaman toy. You know, because, you know, with a Superman toy, you pretend like he's flying, you you know, you fly him around or whatever. The Batman has, you pretend like he has a little grappling hook, you know, super, you know, uh, Wonder Woman, you know, like she's just jumping high. But the cool thing about Aquaman's toy, you just put him in the tub and he just kicks and he just swims on his own. You don't have to do anything. You know what I mean? So I felt like the Aquaman had the coolest toy. And that's the only thing I knew about Aquaman growing up. You know what I mean? So um, so just to kind of give you a heads up on the background of Aquaman in the comic book um, lineage, um, Aquaman, he debuted in the More Fun Comics in issue number 73 in November 1941. And uh, in the comics... Atlanta, uh, that which is Aquaman's mother or um, author's mother, uh, saved Tom, which is author's father, and uh, they became a quick family. And eventually, Atlanta left Tom and left him without child support. She just dipped on him and had him raise a child on his own. You know what I mean? So uh, that's how that story happened, which is a little bit different from the story in the movie. But um, you have a character named Dr. Shin, uh, which is actually, he's both in the movie. He's in the movie as well. But, of course, in the comic book, they elaborated more on his character. They haven't really elaborated uh, that much on his character in, in the movie. But uh, just kind of give you a heads up, uh, Dr. Shin in the comic book, um, he was visited by Tom and Arthur about Arthur's condition. Because he was young, he knew that, uh, you know, Arthur, by him being half Atlantean, um, so they tried to like, you know, I guess find out, you know, what was, what was, you know, going on with him because in the comic books, Tom didn't know anything about the Atlanteans, you know? So the, um, Dr. Shin, I, he was more familiar with the Atlanteans and Tom wanted, uh, Dr. Shin to keep everything a secret until, uh, Arthur was old enough 
to take in the responsibility. Now, when Arthur got older, Dr. Shim was ready to release the information about the Elanians, but Tom wasn't feeling that. Tom was kind of like, you know, nah, he was afraid for his son. I mean, come on, it's America. Your son's different. He was gonna, he's going to be attacked. So he was afraid of that. And so um, Dr. Shin, you know, was like, nah, we had a deal. So he was about to release the information anyway. And so uh, Tom went ahead and destroyed all of Dr. Shin's life's work, left him with nothing. He just, he, I think he threw it in the water or something like that. And so to uh for payback dr shin hired a mercenary to get well you know like to, i guess to get something you know what i mean because i mean he, he lost everything so dr shin hired a mercenary to get a blood sample from author which caused a physical conflict that got tom severely injured so now the problem was when uh tom got injured tom eventually died but it wasn't from the injuries now the thing is Aquaman or Arthur didn't know that uh, Tom died from something else. He thought that he died from the mercenary, even from the mercenary's attack. That wasn't the case. So Aquaman uh, wanted revenge, but the problem was Tom actually died from pneumonia. So when he got in a conflict with the mercenary, that conflict induced the pneumonia, and that's what caused Tom to die. Which is a different story in the movie, so I'm not spoiling anything by telling you the comic book story. Because a, a lot of the comic book stuff uh, came out mad late, you know what I mean? And so it had like a corny you know, storyline and stuff like that. But actually some of this stuff is actually a little bit better than what I saw in the movie, which is interesting. But um, well, back to the, the actual story. So uh, Arthur found out where the mercenary uh, was and he killed them. But the problem was, he killed him in front of his son. Now his son now or uh, has become the Black Manta. So that's where the Black Manta uh, comes in, in the comic book. And the Black Manta first appeared in Aquaman issue 35 in September 1967. And uh, Black Manta's original story, uh, or origin story, started in 1993 in Aquaman issue 6. And uh, Black Manta, whose name was David Hyde. Now, I think uh, they changed his name to Jackson Hyde. And uh, we don't know if Hyde is really his last name. So it's kind of still a mystery. But um, anyhow, Black Manta, he grew up in uh, Baltimore, Maryland, where he was kidnapped and forced to work on a ship where he was physically abused by his captors. Now, the thing was, he had a chance to escape when he saw Aquaman swimming with a bunch of dolphins, but he tried to flag Aquaman down. Aquaman didn't see him. So he had to basically use uh, a knife to kill his captors to get off the ship, you know, to get free. And so ever since, you know, Aquaman passed him by, he always had like a little vendetta or had a vendetta toward Aquaman. You know what I mean? So that's where that started in the comic book. Now you also have an alternative storyline where Black Manta was an autistic child in Arkham Asylum and he didn't like what, 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 it was something weird, he didn't like um, sheets or something like that or quilts and so he would only calm down when he's in water it was a, it was a weird storyline and so eventually you know he became fascinated with Aquaman and you know whatever but that was a weird story itself. Now to get to the movie version of Black Manta now did I like Black Manta as a character? I did I did like Black Manta as a character, um, even though I felt like his his background story was a little janky. I did feel that was that was the case. Um, 
but he was a good character to me um but he played the black monster that that was that's another stereotype that most black male characters or black male uh yeah well black male characters have to portray themselves as he was the black monster in this one um because the reason why i say he was the black monster uh we're not we're not without trying to spoil anything to people who haven't seen aquaman yet um well his background story is uh he's a mercenary uh type you know um character anyway so you would know that but um but that's kind of like in the comic books as well but in this in this story it didn't really he didn't really have a a good all-around reasoning for why he was doing what he was doing it just made him look like he was just a bad guy you know what i'm saying and then when he was placed or when he placed himself him and his uh someone that was close to him i don't want to spoil it when someone that that was close to him they placed themselves in a situation that almost warranted or can be argued that yeah aquaman didn't have to step in if he didn't want to that's the thing i had a problem with you know what i mean they made sure that story was done in that way to make you argue oh aquaman didn't have to do anything look what he did you know what i'm saying it it had that you know suspected white supremacist argument to me i kind of was peeping at and i was kind of like i like because i definitely definitely liked uh yaya abdul's mateen the second's uh um role or or his acting ability as black manta but the story the how it was written i really wasn't feeling you know like his his motive because he said some things that kind of was weird like he uh, he was waiting for Aquaman to arrive, but he didn't really have a vendetta against Aquaman unless we'll find out more in the second. You know, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, m- maybe we'll find out more. Who knows? But it, it wasn't really a clear story. You know what I mean? It wasn't about him, of course. But, you know, it, it was just, you know, it wasn't a clear story compared to the other antagonist like Ocean Master. And I felt like Ocean Master kind of got a pass. You know what I mean? But to kind of compare um, Black Manta, let's say, to Bushmaster and Killmonger, um, it, it like, you know, of course, you, you know where Killmonger's story was, you know, how uh, his country basically turned his back on him because, yeah, his father was a traitor, but they turned their back on the son. You know what I mean? And which kind of, you know, and basically America raised him to be a killer. You know what I mean? So like that's that's what kind of got him going. And then you had Bushmaster, who was in in a family who like it's like a, a family gang war almost. You know, or I want to say it was a gang war, but it, it was something to the point where two families going at it, and the one family got the best of um, Bushmaster's family, and you know he almost died himself, and a lot of his family died. So that's why he turned out the person he is or he was. You didn't really get that with Black Manta. It kind of was like, we're just evil. We're just doing mercenary things, you know, and we expect you to help us out type of thing. You know what I mean? Uh, and I'm saying that, you could probably confuse, but I'm just saying that so um, you won't, you know, really understand what I'm talking about unless you go see the movie. But, yeah, it was, it kind of was, you know, I, I, I kind of, you know, I kind of was suspicious about that, you know, situation because the way they just kind of had it you know what i mean it kind of left it off like you know he almost deserved it but we're gonna we're gonna play some sympathetic music 
you know, to kind of reel you in or whatever, to make you feel that, yeah, you should feel sorry for him. But just to kind of let you guys know he deserved it. You know, I kind of felt that was the uh, the message. You know, that's what I got. But one thing I did like about the other antagonist, which was Ocean Master. Um, Ocean Master is actually, um, it's no secret. He's actually um, the brother to author. And so, but the cool thing about Ocean Master, Ocean Master name sucks. It's very stupid. It's called Ocean Master. But the cool thing, what they did in the movie, they made Ocean Master a title. I thought that was dope. Like a general, you know what I'm saying? Like a sergeant major or something like that. So Ocean Master is like the title. Like you're like you're now Ocean Master. I thought that was cool instead of having his nickname be Ocean Master, which was corny. You know, and also I did like the fact that they made Ocean Master basically the blue-eyed blonde Aquaman. Remember the blue-eyed blonde Aquaman that was in the comic books? That's his look. You know, he looks nothing like Jason Momoa. But in the movie, that's how Aquaman would have looked. You know what I'm saying? In the cartoon, in the comic books, even in Injustice video games, that's how Aquaman looks. He looks just like Ocean Master. And I like the fact they did that. It kind of changed that up a little bit. Um, I did like their sibling relationship, the relationship between uh, Aquaman and his brother, Ocean Master. Um, I like that relationship better, but better than Thor's, um, and, uh, Loki's relationship. Now, not to say that that was a bad relationship, but hear me out. So you got, uh, Loki and Thor. Now the thing is Loki is always tricking Thor and doing little messed up stuff to Thor all the way. I mean, you know, that's, you can pretty much know that happened all throughout their younger years till the, till the, you know, them being adults. And so even when you watch Ragnarok, you know, they they're in a situation together and they can't even just leave together. Loki has to do something to kind of trick, you know, Thor. But this has happened that Thor trick Loki. You know what I mean? You didn't really see Loki care until maybe what? Uh, uh, um, Infinity Wars. You know what I mean? So that was a long time of, you know, him, you know, doing messed up stuff to his own brother. Whereas this situation is different, like like they didn't know they knew they knew each other, they knew of each other and they knew that they existed, each other existed, but they didn't know they never met. You know what I mean? So you felt that compassion. You felt like when Aquaman or Arthur made that speech to Ocean Master, you felt the compassion with Aquaman and also you know you kind of get the sense that Ocean Master felt that compassion as well and you could tell like how he was acting in certain instances that it wasn't just like oh you know I'm just gonna kill you whatever so you know so it kind of like he had his bad qualities but I felt like his qualities were redeemable you know what I mean kind of like that whole thing of you know if somebody uh uh let me think of it like 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 excuses that are made especially like let's say with white criminals you know like they'll go back into their background and be like yeah psychologically you know he didn't know what he was doing he you know he had a rough childhood type of thing I don't think it was that easy but I think it was more easier than what Black Manta had I felt like you know uh ocean master being up under the rule of his father and kind of ruling like he ruled with an iron fist he was definitely had a a dictator spirit 
You know what I'm saying? But it was redeemed at the end. You know what I mean? It was kind of like, you know, I'm not not to spoil anything, you know, but it was it wasn't redeemed, so to speak. But it was kind of like, you know, it, it, you, they, it was kind of put in place for you to kind of feel sorry for him. You know what I'm saying? It, but uh, Black Manta, Black, Black Manta, I don't think he really got that. That's the point I'm trying to make. You know what I'm saying? Not to say that he was redeemed. So don't think that I just told you the ending of the movie. That's not the case. So, but yeah. So that that's what my feel was for that. So basically what I'm trying to say is Ocean Master got a better broken, had a better broken villain character than Black Manta. Um, also, I felt like, you know, it got a little weird when Aquaman... Uh, his name was said in the film, you know, because when you hear Superman, Wonder Woman, you know, like those names, you know, even though like Superman sounds, if you think about it, it's a stupid name, Superman, but it, it said so much till it's a part of our psyche. You know what I mean? Wonder Woman. I mean, that's kind of corny, but it said so much like those are like some old school names wonder super you know what i'm saying but it said so much till it's a part of your psyche psyche now aquaman never really had that um had that reveal you know or that exposure to always hear that name so when somebody said his name in the movie theater it was kind of like oh you know what i'm saying like somebody said his name in the movie it's like oh okay aquaman you know so that kind of stuck out you know i'd rather just call him author that's why i've been saying author because it just sounds better um but to get to author the main characters i you know i focus more on the villains because i feel like that's what makes a movie to me are the villains the villains were good um they 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 established their stance on things um but to kind of you know get to it uh aquaman and mirror were likable characters um they did make the movie fun especially aquaman or author he actually made the movie fun um i did like the aquaman's or author's transitions to get his nerve back from you know like he started off adventurous kind of like if you watch justice league if you've seen justice league he's like flying around he can't fly but i guess he'll jump you know far or whatever and cyborg will grab him and throw him somewhere and it seems like he's really having a good time but the thing is um with uh uh when wonder woman's uh lasso was touching aquaman he revealed that he was actually scared and he, you know he didn't want to die but and when you were watching the movie, it felt like, or Justice League, it felt like he was a thrill seeker. So it kind of like expanded on that a little bit on this film. Um, I, it's not a spoiler or anything like that. It's just something that I just kind of noticed in the growth of the character. Like he started off adventurous, but he was in a near death situation. And then all of a sudden it went from adventurous to afraid. You know what I mean? And then like you could see where he's actually kind of like nervous from fear you know of the situation he he just got out of you know what i mean or almost got out of and then it went from that to eventually getting his uh get getting his uh enthusiasm back for the adventure like that slowly came back around and i thought that was pretty cool and how they did that and to kind of give you an idea how of how the movie it's its own movie to let you know it felt like it it was totally you know aquaman it was an aquaman film but it did have a little bit of spices and flavors in it from other movies that I did gather. I did gather a little bit of Black Panther, King Arthur, Thor, and AI. Just a little bit of AI. Um, the visual more so. I would say from AI, if you remember the little the little kid robot or whatever. But um, yeah, uh, the visual 
felt very AI-ish. You know what I mean? So that was um that was cool. Um I would say the mu- the movie was beautiful, but it wasn't as beautiful as Black Panther. I felt like Black Panther so far has been the most beautiful comic book movie um out. Uh you also had, you know, like uh, Ragnarok, that was another beautiful one. Um I would say uh I don't I don't I wouldn't even say um this movie was as beautiful as Ragnarok because Ragnarok probably would be the second beautiful movie. I would probably make this third or it could be argued the second, but I don't think it's more beautiful than Black Panther. Now, I did have better action than Black Panther, um, but uh, yeah, but it was some questionable things that I did feel that happened in this movie. Um, just kind of I had like some info that um, there were no black frogmen in the OSS during World War Two, but they had that in this film. Um, so I but but you got to understand, too, that this is a different world almost like it's like you have Coast City and, you know, and uh, what's that Gotham, you know, like so it's like made up cities, you know what I mean? So it's not real. So you got to picture it as it being in a different world. You know what I'm saying? Um, the Atlanteans, you know, the, especially the head, the, the 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 head Atlanteans, they were all white. Um, now it was a scene where you had immigrants, like they look like, I, I, I said immigrants, they, they look, they're like people of color. I, you know, I couldn't make out, they look like they maybe were Asian, like buff Asian people, but they were like in this, uh, dungeon and they were making weapons, you know, for their King, you know, and the King of course was white. Um, but you know, it was just like, okay, interesting. You know, let me see where this is gonna go. You know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty sure we're gonna come across, you know, some, you know, people, you know, other people that are heads in the Atlantean world. And unfortunately, I didn't see any. Um, they did have other Atlanteans, so there was. A, it's a part of the story. I don't want to explain it because I don't want to like spoil. I mean, I don't think it's a spoiler, but it's a story that is told in the movie to explain the seven kingdoms and, you know, but basically uh, you have like the Atlanteans, they stayed more, their, their visual looked more like humans. And then you had other Atlanteans whose uh, bodies change, if that makes sense. Like, like they kind of uh, uh, devolved from their human form, and so they basically was different, or they looked different than your white Atlanteans. You know what I mean? So um, now probably were some other Atlanteans in the crowd. You know, like during the fight. But I'm talking about the upper echelon, like like during the upper echelon of of uh, Atlanteans, all of them were white. So. Um, but you know, like, as I was saying, like you had, uh, a different group of Atlanteans that devolved and they were looked down upon, you know what I'm saying? And they were killed with impunity. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they didn't really, you know, like, like a certain situation would happen. And, you know, even the ones that actually had, um, that actually had a title, you know what I mean? Like that, that actually had a, some type of rulership. You know what I mean? 
you know, they were, you know, they were out of here. You know what I mean? So it kind of, you know, it kind of was, and they took took out the mail. You know what I mean? So anyway, um, that wasn't a spoiler. It wasn't a really big thing like, oh, this character. You know, no, nah, it wasn't like that. It was just something small that that happened. But just to explain how the uh, it was less care for the people that looked like the white humans. You know what I'm saying? Like that. I did notice that. Um, also, they used a lot of animals as slaves in this movie. You know what I mean? And uh, and they try to make it like it was normal, like it was just a fun thing. Like these animals didn't want to go about their own and have their f- school of fish. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, you know, we were, they're gonna like you see like like these animals carrying cargo. They're they're riding these animals. I guess you could say it's like horses, but nah, they had them like pulling stuff like slaves and stuff. So, you know, I kind of peeped that. Um, and also like back to the Alanias looking down on others. That's not like them. Uh, for a perfect example, uh, where it came to black Manta and his accomplice, you know, so like his accomplice. Yeah. Like I said before, they kind of made it, they put it to where, they put themselves in that situation but it showed where even our author was kind of like yo you know i don't have to do this for you you know what i mean type of attitude you know what i'm saying and but you know but it was another scene where author was with the biker gang which is in the trailer and the biker gang you know slaps author on the back makes him spill his beer all over himself like they are rude about the shit and but he had he had a great time with them guys and you know there was a white they were basically a white biker gang you know what I mean so they ended up having fun together you know what I'm saying so you kind of yeah I kind of was you know at first I was like uh am I am I reaching I'm like nah I can't be reaching I mean it, it is what it is if you're different you were treated different you know what I'm saying if you were you know white you kind of were treated somewhat with respect. I mean, you had your conflict, you know, but like the white biker gang, he knocked the, the beer all over author. He didn't do anything crazy. He didn't throw him all over the goddamn table. You know what I'm saying? They enjoyed themselves. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of was like, huh, you know, interesting. You know what I'm saying? But hey, you know, you watch it for yourselves. Tell me what you think. You know what I mean? If you got the same thing that I got. Um, did I enjoy the movie? I did enjoy the movie. I did. Um, it was fun. It was a fun film. Um, minus those little, you know, those things that that kind of stuck out to me, but, um, it was a fun film. I give it a eight. I feel like for a solo comic book movie, it was definitely within the top five. I I would even want to say it might be better than Iron Man's first one. Um, now, I'm understanding this movie did suffer from continuity issues. Uh, you know, there were times where Aquaman seemed like he didn't really know Mira, but they met in um, in uh, Justice League. So you had situations like that. You know what I mean? So there were some continuity issues that were going on. Even, you know, some arguments about how it was uh, edited. Like sometimes the hair was different. Like mirror hair was curly. Then one minute is straight. Then I heard that, you know, understand that the um, the kid uh, baby author, his hair was straight at one point. Then it was curly. So, I mean, y'all can check that out for your own to see, you know, uh, if that if you all caught that. But um, for the most part, uh, what do I give it? I give it eight tridents. 
Yeah, I give it eight tridents. And that's another thing, too. Like, uh, Arthur's mother... Arthur's mother... She's with the she's with the shits. I usually don't curse when I'm dolo, but she's with the shits. You know what I'm saying? She she throws down. She throws down like a black person at a cookout. Like she throw down. You feel me? So anyway, um, but I give it eight tridents, and I was getting what I was really getting to was Mira's trident. They call it a trident, but it had like like four actual spears on it, so it doesn't really make it a trident. You know what I mean? Because it's like four of them. It's not three. So, yeah, so that was interesting. But, yeah, so that was my take on Arthur. And uh, you all enjoy your holidays. And um, y'all take it easy. All right? All right, one.